Hello, hello, and welcome to the TOVG podcast. I am your host, George Weedman. Why am I doing this? <laughs> I don't so, know what like, that voice is. Me, it me sounds either. cool because so, it sounds like you're on a radio because you're mm-hmm. on using your phone with Skype. Because so I'm great. a super duper awesome celebrity who everyone in the world loves on the internet with my own primetime radio show here at the <laughs> nice. TOVG podcast. Yep, that's true. So, it's real. So I've, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I've just been like bicycling all day. So I have my, uh, my, my energy up and going. I'm feeling really, really weird and and, and rambunctious, and it's just a little, it's a little mess. Mm-hmm. All right, how are you guys? Uh, I, I'm like just coming down from, well, coming down, coming up from a nap like half an hour ago because I didn't go to bed until like 3 a.m. last night because I was playing Splatoon for the first time since I got back from 4th of July weekend and uh, needed to get some some splatting done, you know? How, how was the weekend? You Did you your, turn off your, your phone? 4th of July Splatfest. I, I turned off my phone for one whole Second. sleep and then I turned it back on in the morning <laughs> found out that my, my in-laws uh, have electricity in their trailer and just charged it and kept using it all weekend. <laughs> Well, um, wow, I bet they they loved that. Everybody was on their phones. They oh, like that's... they're an accountant and a, a insurance salesperson. They like cannot be disconnected from their technology. So we were all so, in the family. So we all have the same problems, pretty much. Um, yeah, my my biggest problem with that trip was July Fourth itself when i had to read all of the tweets about people having such a good grand fun time playing splatfest uh and i could not help my beloved team cats pull out the victory and you know what fucking sucks you know what fucking sucks tobg podcast listeners is that nintendo not 20 minutes ago announced the next splatfest roller coasters versus water slides when do you think this is fucking happening July 17th through July 18th. No! Fucking SGC weekend. Yeah, that's what we're all doing. Oh my Uh, gosh. This is another another situation where I'm like, well, I'm very happy with the thing I'm doing that weekend, but I want to (laughs) fucking play Splatfest. We're going to have news. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but but we're we're totally bringing, bringing the Wii U's. I'm not spending my SGC time playing Splat- Splatoon. <laughs> like, there's a split screen uh, mode. <laughs> more like splat screen mode. Oh, oh. Actually, also, there's not a split screen mode. What? No, I was playing. Oh, that's right. It's a dual screen mode. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sorry, I, I got my screens what's, what's confused. The, what's the the difference? Uh, to clarify there. What's a dual screen well, mode? You're not you're not splitting the screen in half. You're like streaming. You, you play on the gamepad, and your friend plays right. on the TV. Oh, with a gamepad? Yeah. So split screen is technically the incorrect term because you're oh, no well, longer no, no. split. It. You have two whole screens. When I say gamepad, I mean like with the pro prad plaid plaid pro yeah prad the, pro thing. You like. Attach the Wii mote to the Pro Controller and then, like, essentially wrap the wire around and then lock it in place somehow. Well, you, can, and then you can play it fine with like, a Pro Pad. I don't know. I'm just saying that's the, the yeah. general thing because not many people own two game pads. 
Oh, that kind of. Well, I, I, I mean, kinda I had like yeah. a friend over the other night, and we were we were playing the stupid little pop the balloon mode together and having a blast. And I was on the gamepad, and he was on the TV screen, and he had the pro pad, and I had the gamepad. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Nobody owns two gamepads. I was explaining how you play it with the pro controller. So you can't just play no, with the pro controller? No, you were talking about that, that thing, the officially supported controller method of tying a Wiimote to the pro pad with a shoelace. Right. Which is okay. like an actual thing. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's what I was talking about. But you don't have to do... Uh, do have you tried doing that? <laughs> Yeah, if you want the motion controls, you have to do that. Okay. We turned <laughs> yeah, those I, off. I, I went back to the to the regular controls. I, I found it a little bit easier after I got used to it. No, motion controls are far superior. Oh, oh. I bet actually, oh. like you can fine tune yourself with them. You, you're you can also me. instantly 180 to kill people behind you, which is more it, than I can say about. It's almost like playing a PC game. <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh. Okay. Well, I I'm not hot anymore. As last time I was sweating, um, uh, a guy came over to repair it, and um, mm -hmm. I told him I was not gonna pay five hundred dollars. So he was like, he was a brother like me. So I was like, yo, brother, um, you mind lowering down that price a little bit? Cause uh, five hundred dollars, I don't know. YouTube don't pay me that much. So you know, uh, lower it down, babe. He's like, all right, two hundred dollars under the table. And then he just, you know, give him $200 cash and he was out. And now I have really good AC. So there you Didn't go. Didn't you wow. just make a video about when you worked at GameStop and how a guy was like, <laughs> can you hook a brother up? And you just didn't because you were like, no, I can't hook a brother up. And now you're just, just doing that now. No, no, no. He he wanted. Everybody go to YouTube.com <laughs> slash Matt Visual and no. go watch that video so you can tell Matt that he's a dirty booty. hypocrite. He wanted <laughs> Call of Booty. Yeah, he wanted Call of Booty, the XX version, okay? Oh, double X, not, not triple. <laughs> not yeah. triple, double Three X. Three X is a little too much <laughs> for this situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, you, there you go. <laughs> you gotta keep it, keep it, keep it, uh, keep it a little cleaner. Yeah, for, for the, not, for the, not for clean, the just kids. a little, a little cleaner. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah, that, that's me. Well, what about you, what about you guys? I, I've been the actually playing some things, but I'll let you go. Terrifying. Wait, no, no. You were just talking about games you were playing. Oh, uh, well, okay. I, I got sucked into Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, oh, cool. No. It's actually um, really amazing how that game went from having, like, such a terrible reputation to having, yeah. like, such an amazing reputation. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. really is. It really is huge now. It, like, it's like it's amazing because before, before yeah like before like the first uh, the first rendition like failed. Um, not it was, rendition. It was uh, a the first stuck. Yeah, it was bad. And then when they reborn it, they it, it, <laughs> they they brought it back to life with um, redoing a lot of the stuff. And I didn't get a chance to jump back on it until now. And a new expansion came out and everything. And I mean, I would love to play a character called the Dark Knight like, as a class. I mean, that sounds amazing. So I was just like, you know, let me try it out. People keep saying that it's really, really good. And I gotta say, he's getting great reviews. It, it's it's pretty it's pretty good so far. I've played eight 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 hours, um, and I just started yesterday. 
Um, don't oh judge boy. me. Um, and um, th- there are there aren't many flaws left into this. Um, when it, of course it's like a kind of clicky combat, but with combos and stuff like that. But they don't have a lot of the tropes that usually plague MMOs. It's not really a dated. MMO, which, you know, obviously a dated MMO these days don't really get uh, praise. Um, the only thing right. that they, it's a little bad, is the server thing. They still have the server system. Like, everyone has transferred to, like, the whole mega server thing where everyone can play together. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're still on this whole server thing where you can't play with your friends. You have character um, creation restrictions. Mm-hmm. Where you can't make a character on uh, your friend's server at this time of day because it's just busy and stuff like that. Like, stuff like that. But as an MMO, I've actually been enjoying it, you know? There's some story there. I wish there was some more voice acting in the cutscenes, but, you know, I'm okay with reading. I'm getting, you know, it's, it's old school now, you know? But um, mm-hmm. I got to say I'm enjoying it so far. I'll probably, once I reach max level in, like, a day or two because... <laughs> I'm addicted now. Um, mm-hmm. I'll let you know how everything is as a whole and actually understand the mechanics uh, to 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 a point. But yeah, but that that's been good. And I finished Fallout One, and um, that was good, uh, but old. I, yeah, yeah, I'm it, interested to hear actually what you think of that because um, I it's it's hard not to have a complicated opinion about Fallout yeah. One. It's it, old. It's like Obviously, the there's gonna be problems. It's, yeah, it's really old. Yeah, the the graphics is is really tight. Like the the gore, oh my gosh, so lovely. And you, you I, like I just have love gore. this gore thing going on, dude. Dude, it's, it's a little, see those a little pixels being blown off, dude. A guy's stomach is blow. You blow a hole in a guy's stomach, and it looks fantastic. This is such a good is Christian good. conversation. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Gore, blood, guts, rib cages. Okay, heads being exploded. You love it. I, I was watching your Witcher reviews, and you were like, oh, I'm really sad The Witcher 2 doesn't have as much gore. And then I play Witcher 3, and then it's like, oh, yes. Did, did, did they return? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, oh no. you haven't played it yet. Oh, my gosh. I, I will better find than out ever. soon, though. Actually, the, I won't find out soon. I'll find out after out. SGC. Yellow goo. The, the, the no, no, sorry, the red goo just sprays there, out there what you go. cut off. I was like, where, where are you stabbing so, them in the, the yellow dick goo? or something? I'm thinking about falling out. Fall. I mean, not falling out. Fall, <laughs> falling out. <laughs> falling <laughs> out. <laughs> falling out one. Falling out four. Coming out this summer. Um, falling no. Falling uh, out four. Falling out. Oh boy. That's, that sounds like a a, a, a Telltale game spinoff thing, like uh, Life is Strange. Um, all right, Fallout. I'll be quick. <laughs> Okay. It's a good game in terms of story, in terms in, in terms of you going out and you're finding random stuff. Like I found like uh, the the police box, you know, from Doctor Who, um, the TARDIS. Um, I, you know, you you have the of course the random alien crashing. You, you find random. You get rewarded for exploring a ton. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's 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 old in the way because it's, it's 1997. It's old in a way where. Don't you know when it tells you to do something, but it doesn't really give you specifics? So yeah, you're you just kind of it. talking to everyone in the town to try to figure out who's who. Because even if you hover over them and they give you a description of what you're hovering over, it doesn't tell you the name until you actually talk to them. So you have to talk to everyone and remember everyone and all their positions in town. If it, it, there's, a, there's a part where if you talk to the wrong person, you they actually attack you. 
Um, and this is right next to the other the, the person that you're supposed to talk to. Um, that that won't have that result, right? Mm, great. Um, it, it that's terrible. So, so you have to save oh, a lot. Oh, if you don't come save, on. it's it's uh, if you it's, don't it's save, Spartan. If you don't save, you will cry over and over again. But it is a good game to. Ex- I don't know. It, it for the time. It was a good game, but there are some things that are just like that will turn you off. It will, okay. And even though it's a good game, those things still bother. Well, at least it bothers me. Um, there's a lot of hours I spent just wandering around because you know I don't, I don't try to. I, I like to experience the game. You can't use a guide when you're trying mm-hmm. to review a game. Like that's just a little bit weird. Um, mm. Yeah, it depends if you're like trying to complete everything and you don't know how to do it. Then obviously you should do that. But. Right. Um, it is, but it was good. All right, that's that's all I'm gonna say. It it was good, but it's old. All right, the classic review for a retro game. Yeah, <laughs> if you could look past, if you well, could look like, past, you, you can, it, like you, you can tell, like playing a game that's really old that a lot of people love that you've never played before until just now is like a good test. It's, it's like it's like a verifier. Like like was yeah. it just nostalgia or or was this thing? designed well enough to stand the test and and i remember when i played through the first two fallouts in like around 2008 the first one like did seem considerably older than the second one like even when i was playing fallout 2 in 2008 i still didn't really feel how old it was because i think it's exactly the same interface and engine and graphics assets as the first, but I think they just do a lot with the design to prevent some of the problems you were having. Like, people won't attack you for talking to them. They'll say your names and ask you to state your business. And maybe there are some more um, unique character sprites for, for finding someone in a town. Or maybe they just, like... I remember the thing that I kind of had to get used to was judging their placement. Like, if they said that um like like sandy in the town of shady sands was was the town's leader like you would find the exact same sprite for all the other townspeople but this one would be standing behind a desk in a room with flags probably meant that was her and like it it made sense Mm. but it also kind of gave you like a mental layer to think through with uh with who you were talking to and what you were doing that I, in a weird way kind of puts you in the situation deeper than if everyone had labels floating above their head. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's, it's, that it's wasn't weird. the case for the first one, at least. I know the second one is yeah. the highly acclaimed one, the one that it was probably the one of the best RPGs some people tell me. So I can't wait to play that which, one. Which but is one, funny because it's they're extremely similar on like a technical level. Yeah, it's part one didn't have those indicators, really. They were just (laughs) like, oh, he's in the hotel and in a hotel, there's 20 people and you might rock in at the wrong time and then someone's head gets blown off, you know, like and once you kill someone like in the first town, you can go to jail. You know, like, it's just like, you got to be careful. And if you kill someone, it will break the quest. And it could be a quest that you get even later than from that town. There's so many ways to break something, right? And I, I guess mm, that's, that's good in a way classic and bad problem. in a way. Yeah. it's it's It shows that there's lots of different ways these quests can intersect with one another. And it also shows they didn't test 
for a lot of those ways and and, you know, and patch it out. I wouldn't necessarily say that. Um, I think a lot of people regarded the transition from Morrowind to Oblivion with so many characters that you just can't kill because it'll ruin a quest or something as a negative thing, which I agree with them. Yeah, I, I've never got a joy of killing off story characters, so I don't know. I guess I'm biased I mean, like, that. I, I think that in a world where it's supposedly, you know, your choices mean so much or whatever, uh, making it so that you can't permanently fuck something up kind of detracts from that and makes it feel like, well, my choices actually don't mean that much, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Because like yeah. if, if I can if I'm the fucking all powerful dragonborn or whatever, but I can't kill Jarl whatever the fuck because he still has to tell me something that's important for me to beat the game, like then it's just I'm I'm not dragon dragonborn I'm just jumping through hoops <laughs> and I think Morrowind and before I, I guess I don't know we're fall, Fallout one and two were was that still Bethesda. Um, interplay. No, this was a uh, interplay Black Isle, like basically mm-hmm. before they became Obsidian. Okay. Bethesda so, did, did a really weird games before they started making good Elder Scrolls. Right. Games. Okay, that's right. Like, they like, they, no they took over what Fallout they made at three. Morrowind. Right. They took over Fallout at three, but no, it, they did do the original Elder Scrolls though. Yeah, and and they All weren't super popular until Morrowind. Right, but um. Okay, yeah, I was getting a little mixed up. I was making a comparison, even though two different developers. They, they but, made, uh, like, racing games, I think, and, and yeah, edutainment I mean, wow. software. In general, my my thought still stands that uh, I think the ability to, like... Like, obviously, the, the, like, helpful changes, like, you know, someone not killing you when you talk to them is good, but, like, stuff like not being able to kill someone just so it doesn't fuck up a certain quest or storyline I think can be handled in a different way to achieve the same ends, you know? What, what's great is when they go the extra mile and then write in the possibility of the player killing these important people and, like, account for it. Oh, really? Which is really fun in The Witcher, because The Witcher the Witcher 2, which I just finished, like, is a weird balance between the two. Like, they won't let you take your sword out in the middle of a town and just slash mm-hmm. away at, at vital NPCs. They, like, disable friendly fire for those people. But they really, like, ham up the amount of choices outside of that. And and it is really different playing through this game twice. Mm. I just finished yeah. my second run through with, um... I think Matt Matt's going to know these words. I did. I picked Yorvith's side this time. Oh, So I got okay. to see Vergen from the other side of the walls. Who did you do for your run? I I picked uh, Roach. I t- I picked Roach the first time too because it seemed like the logical thing to do. Right, because but you're with him throughout the first act. You know, it's like why right, not? Right, pick he's him? your buddy no matter what you choose in the beginning. But later on, you can pick a different buddy. And I actually think I like Yorvith's path better. A lot of people say the that. The town yeah. he brings you to has really good music. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which right. is like half of the reason why. But um, I, it also, I think it's because I like it better just because I already know the context of what's going on. I already saw it from the other side of the fence and I'm able to uh, pick apart this really, really complicated battle scene that happens when um, I was playing it through the first time. Like, I didn't know who Saskia or or like Yarpin Zigrin 
and and even like what the town of Vergen were like there's just so much dialogue in this game that flies straight over your head the first time until you go through it another time and make the commitment and i don't know if that's like a good thing it's like on not. the one hand it shit shows how dedicated they are to world building and stuff but on the other hand it's really really thick and indecipherable almost when when you don't reach a very high minimum threshold of of like lore commitment mm. so i i really enjoyed playing through it well i can't say i really enjoyed because i don't like the combat in this game at all but i was able to figure out the story the second time through and it's comprehensible it's it's not a bad story it's, it's, it's not very as good messy. as one though right mm. it's not yeah, as good as one one is like a nice simple story there's villains and stuff and the reason why two is so confusing because is, is because there's no villains it's like it's a weird story it's politics it's just politics and stuff and you're like I, when it, i was going through you I was don't like, have what goals so game? much as <laughs> <laughs> everyone else has goals that like muddle your goals right you're like you're just like and, and, and you're just by there. the time you finally catch up with the villain at the end both you and the villain are just like wow we've been through some shit maybe we should just go home <laughs> <laughs> play some smash yeah, and, and, and exactly. that's why they're tired, and, and that's why I because you you put it on Skype, and we're all like me, Randy, and you. We've we all played through it already, and we all say that number one was just better, like the the mind blowing stuff at the end, and the the journey through it was just better, even though it was an older game by years it's fantastic yeah. I'm, I'm about to come out with my video tomorrow i haven't been able to put out it today because of some like stupid internet issues that we comcast customers like to call normal mm-hmm. but um and and by the way if there are technical difficulties later on in the poly- in the podcast i do apologize because uh because i'm having some very bizarre internet issues uh for the past few days uh, but let's see. Besides The Witcher 2, I, I finished reading up the second book. I'm trying to think if there's, like, any other games I've been playing lately. Oh! Oh, I can talk about some of the not-good games from my inbox. Oh, okay. So, mm. Yeah, so so last week I did that feature, Games from the Inbox. Um, the second one I've done where I had to play a bunch of stuff from my inbox I knew nothing about with no expectations. And came out with uh, four good ones. However, there were also um, three bad ones that uh, that I, I had my hopes out for. There's, uh oh, there's mm-hmm. a um. Sorry about that. There's a shmup published by Adult Swim called Zinzinzik. Oh, I've heard of it. Zinzinzik. It's like X Y and N all like smashed together for the name, right? Kind X-Y. of. It, it's just like zin zin zin. Z- it, it's hard to it's hard to say, but it w- the one you're thinking of is it like a kind of black and white color scheme, very like angular I, I shape, shooting at each other. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it looks great in screenshots, but when it's moving, it has a very a very alien ugh, alias a, a very aliased, uh, slowly scaling Unity look to it. The, mm. the the shooting, the, the the little particles that fly around, they don't exactly like impress. They don't they don't shake the screen at all or make big explosions or, or make even big sound effects. You can barely hear the sound effects over the soundtrack. Mm. And and the collision detection is really weird and wonky. It, it seems like a case of a great art style kind of spoiled by by shoddy programming. Mm. 
And I was a little disappointed about that. There's there's another game I played called Will Fight for Food Super Actual Sellout Game of the Hour Edition, which just sounds like quote unquote funny, right? Yeah, it's, it sounds. It's I mean, it sounds like the 420 game, Blaze It Game of the Year or whatever. <laughs> but like, except I giggled at that one. This this was a very very awkward attempt at uh, I, I don't know. Like, I almost want to say frat boy style humor. Where you play mm-hmm. as a wrestler who beats up people on the streets because he wants Aww. to become president of the United States through a hilariously contrived plot that mm-hmm. that doesn't play or read well either because when it comes time to beat up people in the street, your punches don't connect with them. Next was uh, a game called Sumo Revise that was like the most blatant Nidhogg ripoff <laughs> you could possibly imagine. <laughs> Uh-oh, my, my internet had a hiccup. It's okay. I, I warned you. Yeah, no, this is actually really a little, a little frustrating. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Where 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 was I? What was the last thing that came through? Really? That was the last word. <laughs> really? Okay. Wait, no. Okay, what about, like, context? What, what, what came before really? I, uh, I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't okay, remember, well, dude. So I was going over some of these like really weird games that come in my inbox. <clears throat> and I don't know if I got to um Sumo Revise or not. Like like the really bad oh, Nidhogg yeah, yeah. ripoff. You were saying that it was a shameless ripoff of Nidhogg. Right, right. Did uh did you hear about the jump button? I did not. Okay. There's uh basically four players on a screen. You can slap each other off the screen, you can jump. You uh, can't play with bots, and the, the, the like. Physics and movement of these players is is absurd. There's, they have little to no inertia or or friction applied to them whatsoever. You can like press your jump button and suddenly just go sliding off the screen slowly after touching nothing. And mm. I don't, I, I don't know, I, I don't understand. Like there there's so many games that uh that that come in my inbox that well they seem like uh like a, a first game project but they have the marketing of like something really really professionally done mm-hmm. and i'm hmm. wondering i don't know i'm just i'm just wondering how they how they how they get through the system sometime but you know that's the whole point of that project right is to filter through it and, and pick out the good stuff and i'm not going to do a video where i go through the bad stuff because i mean then i'd be like pretty much everyone you're right yeah, there, there are like a lot of comments that that are like, "Oh, you should play all the bad games from your inbox," and 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 at that point, I'm basically like low taxes channel, like gaming garbage. That's what PewDiePie does nowadays. He plays the bad games from his inbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, no, he just plays anything like a flash well, game. Yeah, but yeah, like any any fla- those come in my inbox. Oh, flash <laughs> games too. Oh crap. Oh yeah, yeah. I get press releases for flash games as well. Press releases for Flash games. Some of them are are good. They want the coverage. Yeah, I mean, in that sense, I just think that Team Meat started from Flash games. All of right. Ed McMillan's stuff was Flash. Uh, Behemoth stuff was all Flash. Like before, we got you know games like Castle Terry Crashers Kavanaugh. and Super Meat Boy. They yeah, Terry Kavanaugh as well. Um, a lot of stuff. It's it's not as common anymore because Unity is free. Yeah, but um. Flash was the starting point of many of my favorite games, so which which is have... totally fine. Like I understand why they why they send out press releases because they still like for for almost the same purposes of 
sending a press release for a, a more professional game. They I, still want the coverage. They still get ad revenue from it. I guess mm-hmm. I kind of feel old when it comes down to Flash games, and that's why I have that opinion on it. Like, it, it seems like something I used to do when I was a kid, when I used to go mm-hmm, on right. you know, those websites and play those Flash games that were insanely fun um <laughs> like i it was insane and it was free i guess because it was free you know that, that kind of added to the the lore of it but yeah mm-hmm. I, I guess i'm I'm a, I'm a old fart then um but, hey, <laughs> but, like, but no like like you got it, it, they don't seem legit because they're like not part of the mainstream industry like we were talking about this last week actually with the um with with these like free flash games in Australia being yeah. classified or not classified by the ratings right. board and we're like wait a second since when did they start rating flash games yeah oh super hot but, was a flash game as well that's something i forgot and i played that in flash super hot that's wasn't well, it yeah it was a flash unity. no yeah yeah hey, unity, unity has a web player. you yeah well i guess that's not i guess that's not that's not flash yeah if it's unity that's not right. flash dude yeah, yeah, my bad. That's my like bad. a different thing. My it's bad. Okay. My bad. We, we all make mistakes. It's Some, fine. It's sometimes fine. our internet goes out. Sometimes we think the Flash is <laughs> Unity. Right, right, right. <laughs> all right. So uh, before we get into news, and I hope my internet doesn't go out during news, but um, I'm going to see if I can handle these technical problems really, really quickly while we take a quick break. It's Atari's Dig Dug, the earth-shattering arcade game. Dig Dug digs his own mazes. He digs for balloon men. He digs for dragons. And now he's digging his way into homes everywhere. Dig Dug is under this world. Hello, and welcome back to the TOVG Podcast. You are listening to the voice of uh, your host, George Weedman, with his good friends Jimmy Belikoff and Matt Visual. And uh, we're going to try to jump straight into news, although since I'm experiencing a uh, normal Comcast... Oh, well, well, it's back. <laughs> what? Wait, Whoa. is it back? No. What? Okay, sorry. I'm like refreshing Windows, and they're just going in and out. But whatever, I have a bunch of news topics with some bullet points already saved. I'm glad I did that ahead of time this week. And uh, first up, we got insiders have uh, said that Warner Brothers knew about Batman Arkham Knight's PC issues for months before launch. Oh. A uh, Kotaku article cited interviews with anonymous QA testers who said, It's pretty rich for WB to act like they had no idea the game was in such a horrible state. It's been like this for months, and all the problems we see now were the exact same, unchanged, almost a year ago. Oh, controversy. And, uh, yeah, exactly. This surprised is... me too much. Well, who, I, who's saying this? Who, who's saying that the... Um, anonymous. Q- QA testers. Anonymous uh, QA testers. Uh, okay. So, this, this sounds really familiar to me, actually, because I did a video about this in January, where um, I was talking to QA testers and was enlightened to a piece of industry jargon called the known shippable. Mm-hmm. which is a bug that they know about and ship the game with anyway because they consider it low enough priority. And apparently, of course, the standards for what is and for what does and doesn't count as a known shippable varies depending on, on deadlines and management. And this is like yet another in a long, long stream of uh, 
of, of weird game launches following a new console generation that is that is familiar and capable of patching these things after launch. Mm-hmm. Um, this, uh, this quote, well, not the quote, but the Kotaku article says that both sources say that Warner Brothers was aware of the many issues facing Arkham Knight on PC and that the publisher chose to ship the game regardless, not to maniacally screw over customers, but because they believed it was good enough. Which, <laughs> which is like yet another confirmation that a lot of these uh, these publisher managers don't really like know. I can't tell if they really are like cutting costs on the QA uh, on the QA and um, troubleshooting budget, or if they really are just like this out of touch of what counts. Well, is is a good amount of bugs. Here's my thought because the uh, general reports of Arkham Knight. I think we talked about this last week. Um, is that uh, if you're running like uh, a 980 or a Titan as your graphics card, um, you don't have nearly as many issues. Like the game is pretty much, uh, from what I was hearing, dropped to like a max or minimum of like 40 frames per second or something mm-hmm. at the worst. Which, I mean, if I was corporate man, I'm, I wouldn't be too worried about anything that didn't go below 30 um so i mean perhaps that's the thing is like the stuff that they're using to test the game on being 980s or titans or whatever you know top of the line pcs um that just might factor into it to where they don't see that the problem for the most of the people that are going to be playing the game is going to be much much worse it's and, weird and that they wouldn't test that, it on different systems, different yeah, levels. Yeah, no, I, right. I, I, I know. Mean, that, I, that would, that would yeah. hint at an under-budgeted testing department. If they yeah, don't I have... highly doubt that that's the case, but I'm giving them... I, I want to give them at least a slight benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, I don't... I, I, I trust that this article, or that the anonymous source is, is real, <laughs> and that they're, they actually knew and just didn't fucking care. Well, yeah, and that sounds a lot like... um what what you hear when this happens like like myself included when i did my story about it i had uh testers telling me that this is basically how the business works like they find bugs they know about them mm-hmm. and it's just up to people higher in charge to determine whether or not the bugs are worth the attention of fixing before launch or not and oftentimes that that conflicts with uh what the higher ups want to want to have they want to have a faster deadline they want to get it shipped out by by Christmas in the case of last year, although like Arkham Knight had a weird spring summer release, they could have. I don't. I mean, I don't know how how busy the WB launch schedule is, but but they weren't exactly pushing this thing out in time for for holiday shopping season. Mm. Or maybe they didn't want to compete. I don't know. Either way, they they clearly didn't give it enough time, and um. These people know, like like the testers know. Right. Sometimes I guess uh, some other departments might become more blind to these issues than the one department whose whole job is to not be blind to these issues. Yeah. But yeah, they they also outsource these things to to game developers who who take the project on the lowest bidder. Like a uh, high voltage doing the PC version of Mortal Kombat. That was a huge issue with an actual friend of mine who got really pissed off. He bought an Xbox One the same week he was trying to get Mortal Kombat to work on his computer 
because yeah. he just wanted to play the game bad enough that that he felt like buying a new console was was worth the cost versus putting up with with waiting for them to patch and optimize the PC version. I'm so sorry for him. Yeah. It's it's that kind of okay. sucks. That's a lot of money like, to spend just to play one game. And he bought it, it secondhand, so he felt okay about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Craigslist. I don't know. I, I I can't you know say the say the Craigslist price, but it was a Craigslist price. Mm. So you have this this case where publishers outsource the PC port to the lowest bidder, which is often an understaffed developer that wants to be making their own projects and not ports of other people's projects, and uh, don't have the manpower to to really polish it up. And the people who are in charge of of passing their work don't care enough to to give them the extra time or resources to polish it up. Yeah. And so then what 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 weirdly doesn't fit the usual narrative is is them suspending sales of this game. Oh, which reminds me that I bought a fancy new graphics card this week that comes with an Arkham Knight code. <laughs> Great. And it's uh it's one of the ones you were talking about the well you said 980, I'm getting a 970. So I'm about to see firsthand how how well this thing works or has been patched up nowadays mm-hmm. when I finally get to play with this thing like two weeks from now after G yeah after SGC 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 mm. um, oh, you, you guys have never been have you oh no 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 that's why nobody wooed with me that's what? the thing I I tried to woo you didn't try Matt wooed you didn't woo at all. Well, for I'm what? really, really excited SGC. though. Even if I did, that's woo. the thing. SGC, woo! That's woo. the thing. Oh, I didn't that's know that was do. a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't know. I mean, we're, you can't we're blame first us. first-time goers, man. Exactly. The cherry, that's man. that's literally how I broke into this part of the conversation. I was like, oh, you guys have never been before. So yeah. this is a thing you do at SGC. You say SGC, woo. Yeah, it's gonna happen a lot during okay. the week. Someone's gonna shout SGC, and the rest of everybody around them is gonna go, woo. Now it won't catch me off guard. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys been following the Nintendo PlayStation story? No. No. Oh. <laughs> oh this is, this I have is... watched the video, though. And it oh, looks well, pretty, uh, pretty dank. Looks pretty dank. Pretty mm-hmm. dank. I can't... It's, it's like the kind of story that rides the line between not knowing if this thing's going to be legit or not... Because the guy's story is literally, <laughs> I kid you not, his dad worked at Nintendo <laughs> and and apparently had an old uh, version of the, the Sony Nintendo Super Disc console just junked away in his garage. Mm-hmm. So the story is that some guy on Reddit uh, has a father who worked with a man named Olaf Mm-hmm. who left this prototype of the uh, Sony-Nintendo-collaborated console with, uh, with a CD drive. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems fishy, because, I mean, nowadays you can 3D print a lot of weird stuff. You can, you can make mock-up of consoles by yourself. But uh, some, some of the little stories seem to check out. He, he says that the colleague's name was Olaf... Mm-hmm. And as it so happens, there is a, a founder of Sony Interactive Entertainment from 1991 named Olafur Johan Olafsson. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the, the hardware that he's holding 
it, I mean, it looks legit. Right. It's, it's, it's not exactly like a 3D render. Like he's holding an actual piece of plastic in his hand. So unless they went to a really, really far length to to mock up it, an, a, a piece of plastic that looks like a yellowed Super Nintendo right. from, from 20 years ago. It even has the gunk Sony on the CD attachment. It has the gunk What's on that? the controllers as well. Like, you know, that gunk that builds up near that. Like, and the controller is is basically a SNES controller, but with mm. PlayStation branding on it. Yeah. Which I think so was whatever a good they point. had planned was was uh, it, more or less a Super Nintendo with this attachment. And I'm trying to remember how how the story goes. Good lord, I sure do wish I could just Google it right now, but I can't because of Comcast. But okay, so so back in the '90s, they were collaborating together, Sony and Nintendo, on on was it a new console or was it an attachment to this NES? Because this thing looks like it could go either way. This guy no probably idea. stole it because he supposed, wasn't supposed to have that prototype. He stole it and then forgot about it. What? No, that, I, the official story is is that it was <laughs> his, his his father. But um, thankfully, I still have a copy of the video saved, and it's boxy and it's beige. I uh, see a top-loading cartridge port on the top of it, as well as a CD tray underneath. Right. There was a follow-up story later on this week where, um, I believe it was it was Suhoi Yoshida, if mm-hmm. I'm getting the name right, I really wish I had internet right now, who was talking about how um, they used to be working on this thing, and, and the interviewer actually showed them on, on his phone a picture of this, this, uh, this video. Uh-huh. And he said that they used to be working on a PlayStation-type device with Nintendo that also played cartridges. However, he cannot confirm nor deny that this one in the video may be it. Dang. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not proof, but I mean, that puts me <laughs> leaning towards it seems more legit. If not, I think well, he did a he fantastic job. deny. He said it's more fun like when it. it's a mystery, and I'm like, geez, dude, it's just video games. Uh, I just really wish that they would not keep as many secrets. It's, it's not a big deal. This is like a 30-year-old deal that fell through, and now they're, they're number one and not Nintendo. I mean, I think it's it's safe to say if this is or is not it, and, and we need some kind of official to verify, and they got the chance, and they said no. Well, that guy would probably make a lot of money off of selling that thing. Yeah, you think he, he's gonna sell it? Uh, if if Shuhei Yoshida confirmed, yeah, then I would, would fucking sell it. <laughs> yeah, dude, that would go for. Well, how much is how much is rare video games these days? Uh, thousands. Uh, you can. Oh yeah, a lot of times. Some of the yeah. rare Nintendo cart, like the uh, Nintendo World Championship carts, legit ones, the real original ones, go uh, for like thousands. What's that one that's famous for being overly expensive? Uh, the rarest one? Is it, a, it was a track got, runner or something the, like that? The Nintendo World Champions. There's also, I think, a, a Bandai track and field game. Track and field. That's it. That's it. That's what I'm it, talking it about. It might not be called that. Uh, it, but I for some it reason, like, it's not... Let me see. Track it, and field. it doesn't depend on how good the game is. It just depends on how few copies right. they printed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So let's see, next up we got a uh, very, very quick and easy story. Journey, in case uh, you haven't played Journey yet, you should play Journey. In case you haven't played Journey yet, you might get a second chance to if you have a PS4, because it is arriving on July 21st. Stadium um, Events. Hey. You're already... That's Wait, what it's what'd called. You say? It's called Stadium Events. Go ahead. Stadium Events. Yeah, yeah. Just right. wanted to clarify that. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Stadium Events and Nintendo World Championships are 100,000. The yeah. two most. Ex- Jesus Christ. Why? Can. Why? Uh, can <laughs> they just put Journey on, on PC already? I don't. I don't think they they want to, because. It's 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 generally been marked up as a very very hypeable console exclusive. There's not much keeping it from being on PC. They don't they don't use the six axis motion controls exhaustively. You can if you want to, or you can just not if you actually want to play it good. I mean, I just want to play Journey and not have to buy a PlayStation because I don't intend on ever buying a PlayStation. They're super cheap, dude. You you could you could get them for like under a hundred bucks, man. I don't uh, want it. Just push it out. Just, dude, I I I've been waiting to play Journey. I haven't played it yet, so this is fantastic. I cannot wait to play this. <laughs> really? You're that excited about Journey? I've been wanting. Well, to I guess play. Like, it's no, a it short is... little game. It's not going to take a lot of my time, so I, I can know. go. You know, and I could just and jump it's, in. It's, it's not bad, and it's free. But it's also wait, wait, free. <laughs> you can download it for what? free for PS4. Well, that's if um, I think that's if if you just owned the PS3 version. Oh. So let's see. They have their press release out here on July 21st. Journey will descend onto PS4. Da 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 da. Journey will support cross-buy. If you have digitally purchased it already for PS3, you can download it for free for PS4. Mm. However, I would uh, would not be surprised if this ends up being a PS Plus game. Uh, in right. A few exactly. Exactly. So basically, it's oh, gonna be oh, free. Exactly. It's basically gonna be free then. Basically. Basically. Except unless you pay your $50 a year subscription fee. Hey, listen. Listen. Yeah, it is kind of getting expensive. You you know what happened? Comcast is sending me letters about me downloading movies uh, on their service. So I have all that. And then I have Xbox and PS4 um, um, subscription fees. Like, it's just too much. Hulu, Netflix, Crunchyroll, <laughs> all these services is, is getting too expensive. And I'm just going to yeah. have to pick a, a couple. And I love my shows, so I don't know what to do. But, yeah, it, I, 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 I'm waiting to, to use my, my free trial of PS4, and I'm going to pick up Journey. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do next week. They had Ground Zeroes on last month. That was a good month. Yeah, I grabbed that one on my other account. So they don't uh, mention a whole lot of technical improvements being made. They do have a batch of screenshots that are in 1080p, so that may be nice, I guess. But uh, otherwise, yeah, Journey, PS4, yay. 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 It's not, I just I just want people to know that's all. It's not that I'm like sad about it. Why would I be sad? It's just uh like a great little game and it's gonna come out on a platform that that'll give it more exposure. For free. It's not gonna where did you even get that idea? <laughs> because it said it in the post. And I read it out of context. 
So it's good. It's good. PS3 owners get the new version for free. Not just anyone. You have to be one of the, the privileged legacy owners. It's okay. La- Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah, okay. So Las Vegas is... um. There was a report on theday.com. Wow, I, I don't see a lot of those, actually, reports on theday.com, about um, Las Vegas gamblers trying to make a move towards arcade-style, skill-based video game gambling. Oh. Which, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Whoa. So, they don't really go into specific examples. This is like a very mainstream media article for the mainstream media reader, where they're basically vaguely alluding to racing and shooting-based games um, being in Vegas to appeal to younger gamblers. Oh, uh, no. Apparently, only 63% of millennials who visit Vegas gamble, compared to 87% of 70 to 90-year-old crowds. 78% of baby boomers, which are 51 to 69, and 68% of Gen X, which is 35 to 50. So I guess we're, like, barely beating them as far as financial responsibility goes, which, I don't know, like, makes sense to me because, you know, when you're generally younger, you don't you don't have as much wealth built up to just throw around. But, uh, anyways, the, um, the logic is also that a generation born and raised on video games is uh, not going to see the skill or or the appeal i guess i just say appeal because there's not going to be skill in these things anyway if the house is going to be making any money at the end of the day Mm -hmm. but i guess the idea the logic is is that we might be able to see through their trickery or at least that's what like the smug part of me wants to think Mm -hmm. great let's get the younger generation addicted to gambling Uh, that's good that's good i mean that's what well, uh, not necessarily, but that's pretty much what uh, free-to-play phone games are. Yeah. Oh, shots fired. I mean, not, it's not shots fired. I'm just saying that's what <laughs> that's what they are. They're based off of addiction and stuff. So it's like from from the whales, which is mm. probably legit oh, how a lot of casinos fund themselves, which is fucking slimy. Mm. So, anyways, um, you know that thing you love, video games? You might start having it being conflated with gambling sometime in the future because uh, there's some slimy CEO. Eric Mayerhofer, CEO of Gamblet Gambling of Glendale, California, um, says he envisions game zones on the casino floor with a club-like feel, with perhaps a disc jockey and a bar nearby. And he, he goes on to follow up that quote with the, uh, the very, very, you know, polite disclaimer, quote, It's more of an arcade experience without it being for, you know, children, he says. So, so great. This is, um, the kind of people in charge. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, last but not least, we have a trailer for Minecraft Story Mode Woo! that has been released. Yeah, and and I imagine it's 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 uh, hard not to have a complicated opinion about this one too. It it, it looks like a well, uh, well, well, you sound it, excited, man. It looks like an animation, basically. Like don't you know when those those big Minecraft guys make these little animations? Like a little story animation. It looks just like that. Like the same thing. Especially like, 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 almost like, like Captain Sparkle content. style. It's uh, yeah. it, it's like pretty close to just being a, a slam a cow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I know one of video. those names. And then the only, the, I know Captain Sparkles because he was at Game Vid Expo. Right, right. Some short guy, right. Yeah. 
but but yeah, it, uh, I don't I don't I feel I feel so confused and conflicted and weird about I, this. For some reason, I got that vibe. Like I just got that vibe of an animation and that vibe that a bunch of YouTuber voiceovers. For some yeah, reason, like, I heard I heard I heard some stuff that was like, is that a person that I know? Yeah, like, it doesn't sound professional. You know, it's. Yeah, it's not. It's weird. Greatest. It's like a fan trailer, basically. Not to say yeah. that it's going to be a bad game, but it just the trailer well, how, just has that how, vibe. <laughs> how strange is it that the officially licensed Telltale Minecraft game looks like fan material and I sounds mean, like fan material? They're trying to cater yeah. to the young yeah. audience that. It it will definitely speak to anybody who is a big fan of you know Captain Sparkles or Slam a Cow. Yeah, and there are a lot of those. Yeah, I mean, do they have credit cards though? <laughs> well, their moms do. With. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Slam a Cow has two point five million subscribers and gets oh, and Witch Encounter Minecraft animation by Slam a Cow has thirty million views. Yeah, boy. So it's it, what, a, what a weird time to be alive. Minecraft YouTubers are still <laughs> growing of, now. That's how big Minecraft is. He, is. is he one of yeah. one of the tube heroes who has toys in in Walmart? Oh, I don't know. Because oh, you guys have heard oh, about that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all, yeah, yeah. yeah. YouTubers having and, Minecraft and so toys. I guess like the merchandising bubble of of Minecraft, um. YouTube styled media expands to include a Telltale game, which is so weird because it's Telltale. It is so weird because like, what else could they have done? <laughs> like when uh, yeah. this project was announced and we were talking about it, we had no clue. And now it's like, what? I don't know what I expected, but yeah. I still don't know what I want. <laughs> yeah. Um. By the way, Captain Sparkles, Exploding TNT, and Sky Does Minecraft all have. Uh, Minecraft toys in yeah. Toys R Us. So mm. if you if you're a big fan of Minecraft, which I know the demographic for <laughs> for well TOVG podcasters, of. man, I know you guys love that Minecraft. So if you if you if you like Captain Sparkles, we, we talk yeah. about it so much. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, the only reason I don't talk about it is because I don't have a server to play on with anybody. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's Instead, not because you're you know Terraria. I actually do really like Minecraft. Yeah, my, Minecraft is It's hard awesome. not to like. Like, like yeah. don't get us wrong. Right, yeah. right. It's We're just, just um, having incredibly fun. weird that, like, this is how big it's gotten. Yeah, it's... I, I would dare say the biggest single video game. Yeah. Ever? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. basically, I mean, they are competing with Mario, right? Well, I'm I'm talking about well, first of all, biggest singular video game, but I would dare say that it even not more recognizable, you know, to the entire everybody, but like it is on the path to become the most recognizable video game over the coming thing. generations. It may be. Yeah, and then so, the thing is, yeah. when you when I I said biggest video game, and you said ever. Uh, I would just say that there's no possible way that a game 10 years ago could have gotten that big. Wow. Remember how they made a Mario cartoon? Yeah. Is, is making a Minecraft Telltale game like the modern version of that? <laughs> like, like the incredibly weird piece of merchandise that like shouldn't be but might as well just cause? Um... 
I don't know. I think I think it's like the current thing is like having t-shirts in like Target and Walmart. Like once you have like branded t-shirts of your thing that are in Target and Walmart, you know you've hit the mainstream. <laughs> that's that's how you know you've made it. Yeah. So Oh gosh, I'm I'm trying to remember what it was like when when we talked about the announcement of this project because it was weird back then too, and and were any of us like honestly picturing it looking like this? No, I really wanted them to do something really weird and go like gritty, like very realistic, or I mean, even just stick with their same style because that's the weird. That's kind of the weirdest thing about this is that it's a Telltale game that uh, I think we were talking a little bit a bit about this before we started, yeah. and Matt was saying you know they they do that comic book. You know, graphic like, novel thing, yeah, like like cell shaded visual novel style, and uh, this is like not that even close. And so, you were saying yeah. if they if they did like a whole real person thing, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I and I would want them to. I think it would be neat. If, just, if you had like a hyper realistic version of Steve, like <laughs> trying to poke a, a fire and survive, yeah, and then and then at one point in the just like one short spot that you could find, it's like an Easter egg where he just like falls down, you know, a cliff that's a little too high, and you just hear, ah! and it's like the exact sound from the game, not his voice actor. I think that'd be there's potential for some funny stuff. I think it'd be a cool like like comedic thing, but I don't know. This this might be good. I don't really have any interest in it never even played a telltale game so what do i know i feel so conflicted too because i like two years ago i i thought i was a telltale fan mm. and and now they've been pushing out a lot of stuff that just like doesn't meet my interests uh-huh the last uh, couple episodes of walking dead season two and and the wolf among us mm-hmm. i mean I, I really enjoyed the wolf among us but the last episode was was rushed up and I really enjoyed the first two episodes of, of Walking Dead Season 2, but the last three also felt just kind of rushed up. Right, I remember you and saying that. Since then, that. they've been doing Game of Thrones, which I can't... I don't want to get into because I haven't seen the show, and I can't really get into the show because I don't have the time. Instead, I have to get into The Witcher, which is fine. But um, they're also doing Tales from the Borderlands, yeah, I've never really been much of a Borderlands person either, and apparently though that one's getting good reviews, but the Game of Thrones <sighs> one not so much. To be honest, I used to be a Borderlands guy, and now I just don't care anymore. <laughs> Looking back, I don't find the humor in any Borderlands game very funny. Um, it just it's just easy humor. Yeah, it's there. It has its moments, but like I think. I got the moments the first time I played Borderlands 1, and there hasn't been a thing since where I was like, this is still good. I enjoy this. You know, I still enjoy this. It's just like, I'm I'm very over it now. Well, people loved the first episode of Tales from the Borderlands. Matt, have you been keeping up with it? I have not. I played the first episode oh. and loved it. Uh, I'm yeah, not a fan yeah, yeah. of people... the Borderlands games, to be honest. I just, after the first one, I, I kind of just... I just had my fill. Like, if I wasn't playing with a friend, then it wasn't fun to me. It was very boring. So, um, and I didn't, I don't know. I just didn't really get the story that much. I guess it's just not for me. And I didn't replace the second one or the, or the third one, the prequel, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> the I don't, sequel. Yeah. So I don't know if they got better with it or not, whatnot. But like, the Borderlands game was down to earth, like, 
you know, it wasn't too much of the whole wacky, oh, you know, it actually had a story there and it was good. I, I got to say that it was really good. Mm. Um, but it, What's it, it kept is you from playing the other episodes. It's because I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait for the next episode oh, yeah, over and yeah. over again. I just want it to be done because they're short That's games. That's a weird telltale thing. I, I will forget. I will forget what happened. And those little, I like to know everything. I like to, like those little choices that you make. And I, I want to actually see those things, not just <laughs> forget about them. Steve will remember this. Yeah, Steve will remember <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah, I don't, that would be interesting. But yeah, I just, uh, I just. I want to review, I want to review this. I want to review Minecraft story mode. Yeah. I, I am intrigued. I don't know what I'm expecting. And that means it's going to be a great review thing. <laughs> Alright. So I guess do we have do we have any final concluding thoughts about the weirdness of of Minecraft story mode brought to you by Telltale Games? It's it's gonna be it's gonna if it's a decent game, it's gonna work because it's in that style and everyone loves that style. Well the people who are important to to you know, who are gonna purchase this. You know they're gonna love that style, so I think it's gonna make a lot of money if it's at least a decent game. Mm. You know, if it's not, then they screwed up. And and if anything, I see them being able to turn around Borderlands into something great as as like an example of them being able to turn around something weird into something great. Mm. So them turning around like Minecraft YouTube fan movies into something great would be like an event yeah it, it would be an history <laughs> all right so uh, i think that is is basically enough to wrap up on what do you guys think anything else i missed or or you want to go over no i think we pretty much hit all the stuff yeah i've been okay. going uh, okay going for a while now well, hopefully uh, next week my my internet will be back, and that'll uh, keep this from being such a loopy podcast. Wait a second. Next week, though. Next week is... We won't is be Sousa. podcasting next week. Due to... SGC. SGC, baby! Life SGC! Right, go, come. Yeah, see, we got it that time, right? Well, you got it. Matt just talked over me. Oh, oh. <laughs> Well, hey, hey, at least at least it's something different. Whoa. Usually you guys just Whoa. talk over me. Hey. Uh. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> see you at SGC, everybody. Come say hi. Don't be shy. Don't, don't uh, be shy. Raise your fists up come in the sky. Hi. Don't come, be shy. Come give me a, come, yeah, yeah. Come give me a hug. <laughs> wait, mm. wait. Come say hi. Don't be shy. That's the end. Now, goodbye.